By George, I think I've got it. Hydrosexual sinking. I saw that Bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself, wow, they are real. I ask us all, is that really reasonable? Hydrosexual sinking. My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence. Hydrosexual sinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice. You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinker. Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, a semi-informed podcast that explores the journey from probability uh, uh, in a giant's butthole. It's right there. There's no, there, there was no creativity. Nope. Okay. It's all gone. That's fine. It's all gone. I just sometimes I just want to cut to the chase. I, I yeah, nice and clean. I think, sometimes I think everything should be cut. Only the chase should be cut. Everything else we should keep. It. I have a good one for next week. <laughs> I, I'm You're gonna plan on. it? Yeah, no, I'm gonna plan this. This one's it's it's. I gotta work out a few. I gotta I gotta work out the third act. But I'm gonna a third act. If I, I, I may put know my, what the third act my, is. <laughs> if I might put my opinion into you know account, can we? Or the second act. Sorry. Can we exclude the word butthole from next week? No. Whoa, 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 buddy. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> just Spoiler alert. Just, that's the third act. Just an idea. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, whatever. <laughs> Uh, my name is Nick Floyd, and I'm joined by my co- my co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so under under it, okay. I'm a co-host, Taylor Nelson. <laughs> I'm Johnny Clark. And the way this works is that either Taylor or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes. And Johnny, sweet little sweet, little sweet, sometimes Johnny. salty Johnny, sweet sweet McJohnster, goes in every episode completely blind. Very similar. Two, a skull with no eyes because it's a skull and they've decomposed. <laughs> this is rough. Man. I know. Maybe you should write them in the future. <laughs> it's it's Sunday morning. Uh, happy Veterans Day weekend. Happy Veterans Day is it weekend. Veterans Day weekend. Nice. Happy yeah. Veterans Day. Weekend. I I recently heard the from a veteran one of my, my friends uncles that said instead of saying thank you for your service say always or never forget not always forget never forget. It's okay. like this weird mentality where it's like if you're thanking somebody, it puts them at a higher ranking than you. But you say never forget like what like nine eleven, never forget like the war, never forget. So you your just walk up to somebody and go, yeah. never forget. Isn't that weird? I, think that like, I don't like that at all. I don't either. But that that's what uh that's yeah, what he weird. his whole speech about it. He's like, you gotta say never forget to people. I I, I watched some veteran and said that, especially a lot of them are older. <laughs> I don't know if they I feel understand. like you get clocked. Like yeah, you get yeah, that's in the what face. I'm thinking. Fu- yeah, I'm not trying to get slapped. <laughs> yeah, you be yeah. the Cracker Bell on like a Sunday morning and you walk. <laughs> yeah. Up to a table of veterans and say, Never forget. With a gang sign. Say that again, son. Say it again. Sorry, sir. I'm just trying to show respect. When I was just trying uh, to be different. When I was a kid, I'm my sorry, buddies sir. used to go up to uh, Boy Scouts and <laughs> thank them for their service, and they would always they're always just so fucking confused. Oh uh, man. Thank you for putting out that small microwave fire, sir. <laughs> Walking my grandmother across the street. <laughs> They do nice projects. Uh, I I was never in the Boy Scouts, real. Uh, no, I, I was about it. My I wanted is... to be, man. I just never was. I wanted to be though. I was I Derby know. Car Champion. Derby Car. Circa two thousand five, four. Circa. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. And, and you did driving stuff. It makes you a car guy. No, well, no, it was they were oh. they were they were wooden cars that I put on a track and the weights pulled them down. Makes you a Hot Wheels guy. Uh, no, it <laughs> makes me a slot car guy. <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, isn't that like step one to like, you know, pit crew and like waiting the race car and sure. figure out <laughs> yeah, step one <laughs> being a car guy. In this car? Step yeah. one being a car guy. We'll go we'll go with that. Pit crew. <laughs> uh guys, if you like cutting edge conversation like this, make sure to hit the subscribe button to this podcast to assure that you get all our episodes first. That means twelve oh five AM it'll wind up on your phone whether you like it or not. <laughs> Well, obviously, if they subscribe, they want they like it. <laughs> True. Or if they accidentally hit it and wake up in the morning and be like, "How did this episode, fuck, how did this fuck. fiber episode get on my phone?" <laughs> Throw their phone out the window. Dismiss. Oh fuck. Like that, <laughs> like that U two album that fucked everyone's iPhone up. Uh, what? Ten years. Oh ago. my goodness. Yeah. What? Thank goodness wait, wait, I didn't wait, have wait, it. I, I didn't have that iPhone. Thank God. The U two album. I wasn't. Alive. They released an album and it forced onto everyone's iPhone so they woke up in the morning and an album from U2 was on uh, the, the, everyone's phone in the world every single one I mean that's pretty cool you know publicity right there it, it counts as the album sales too I believe unless you don't like U2 or it probably I believe it sh- counted like as album sales like which no, is conniven no one, what was that it counted as album sales yeah but no, did, they, so did, they, did they get paid though yeah. uh no I don't I don't because, know. I mean, they probably got some massive deal from Apple, like a big old yeah. check right in the get. From the I don't know. I feel like they know? could get sued as well. I don't know. Sued? What do you mean? It was like, like people were like invasion of privacy, that, but Apple was basically like that policy you signed that you never fucking read. Uh, <laughs> because no, it's like every a, other app that's on your phone that you can't delete. I got like thirty apps on my phone I can't delete. There's a way you, you, you can you can go into it and delete it. There was, but no, what I was saying um, is there's a whole like cyber <laughs> like discussion right now about Facebook seeing your privacy. I'm saying that like if a band somehow was able to put a whole album on everyone's phone in America, I feel like people would be pissed, worried that their their photos were unsafe Whoa. and everything else. And that's why I'm saying the lawsuit could come from. So I don't know yeah, if, this if, is they, if they were allowed to just shoot it to it like right now. Like yeah. my, here's my mixtape. Boop boop. Yeah, you're like right. Everyone's mixtapes, <laughs> dude. I'd be getting so many dollar sign, dollar sign, rap name here, dollar sign, dollar sign on my <laughs> <Yeah>. phone. <laughs> dude, the Atlanta Boost mobile market would be saturated. <laughs> sound. Crazy. It would be a radio station. That's what it would be. <laughs> Taylor, how <laughs> you doing? Tune into my Boost mobile. I'm doing okay, man. I, I'm doing okay. Uh, weather's nice here today. It's been raining the past few days. Had some productive uh, past few days. Uh, you know, finish some projects that I've been working on. Uh, looking forward to some, uh, what, what are the future weeks? What, what? How you guys doing? Dude, super good and winding from that long weekend as we described in the last two episodes. Long two Dude. weekends. We're just working so really hard, getting getting shit done. Lots of projects, lots of projects. Uh-huh. Nick? This is such a fast wrap. Like, I don't know. I mean, we've been together a lot. So I feel like this is a very easy... Like, how are you guys doing? Because we've only been apart for about six, <laughs> like, uh, six days. I know, if I, I know how y'all been doing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If I can describe it to people, I have a, a snap of it. But when we left Taylor in uh, Marietta, wait, Mar- Marietta? <laughs> Ackworth. Ackworth. Ackworth, son. <laughs> My bad. When we, le- when we left Taylor in Georgia, um, we y'all drove back up here. It was an emotional experience because we were with our boy for like a whole two weeks in hey, the booth, goodbyes. in the studio, like everything. And uh, we left him, and it's it's it only sad pulling out of the driveway. Been like no. a week, but it feels like it's been a, a year. <laughs> feels like forever. Yeah, it's for me. Yeah, but it will all, we'll be reunited yeah, in, in a like couple weeks, two three weeks. We will yeah, be reunited be uh, for another two weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> coast we'll be coast. world traveling or country. Tight. We always we'll are. be tip to tip. Ah, uh, dude, oh, we'll get to weird. do some uh, podcasts in some other places. Tight. That'll be cool. Yeah. We'll be in San Jose, California, San and then New Jersey. The opposite of opposites. 
Yeah, it can be West shore Coast, to shore. East Coast. Yep. Shore to shore. Actually, I'm pretty sure both of those are a good drive from the oceans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. Like, let's be honest. Fair. Yeah. But it's like half to half. Half to half. Half to half. <laughs> West Coast to East Coast, though. That's for sure. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> it's my that's for sure. Did you have some news today? I do have news. news? Uh, I'm also I'm doing pretty good, by the way. I asked you. Yeah, I know, but I didn't answer. What? Oh. Yeah. No, I just went and talked about how, how short of a time... Uh, we've been apart. That's how considerate he is. So he's, talking, he's talking about himself in relation to us. Yes, that's my. <laughs> that's how I'm doing. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing good. That's it. That's all I got. Tight. Uh, but I do have some news. We're gonna we're gonna okay. jump into this one. This one's a callback to a previous episode. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I don't. Johnny will know the episode. Wait, not confirmed. Wait, will I? This is a callback to uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Oak Island. Yeah, Oak Island is when, is when we talked about Wow, that was a really good memory. Because those are in no way connected. Nope. No, no, they're not. I just remember, <laughs> I remember everything about our episodes. I'm a fucking, I'm a hybrophile. Yeah, you don't even have his clipboard. <laughs> yeah, because your girlfriend stole it from no. me. I don't have it back. Uh, our clipboard's being held hostage. It's fucking, you guys stole it from me without asking. And I, okay, I have a clipboard for you listeners at home. <laughs> and I have all the episodes <laughs> in the back of it that help me like remember and I like I categorize them. Oh but my God. It was stolen. And then while we were in Atlanta, the theft had it on a panel. And I was editing footage <laughs> from that <laughs> panel and saw it. And, and I was like, my fucking baby. I didn't know. It was no. different. State, I was so scared. Oh. I, I miss it. I haven't had it in like a whole week and a half, two, three weeks. Dude, dude Zane has to make a cartoon, uh, kind of like the. Uh, have you? I believe you. I believe you took my stapler. <laughs> you took my clipboard. <laughs> 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 uh, that'd be tight. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm gonna need that. Uh, I'm gonna need that clipboard. Actually, I've been looking for that. Uh, <laughs> I've been looking for dude, that clipboard. I'm attached to that clipboard. Like it's like my baby. Hey, oh, hi, bros. Time to take a break to caffeinate. While you're listening to a podcast as unpredictable as ours, you need a coffee that's going to keep you on your toes. That's why I reach for the strongest coffee on the planet, Death Wish Coffee. Available ground or whole bean. Hell, you can even get them in K-Cups. Available at deathwishcoffee.com. That's deathwishcoffee.com. So, so Oak Island was a Sabrina reference. Um, but today I'm going to talk about a new Sabrina. This is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Uh, funny enough, which oh. I have my own thoughts on this, which I'll share shortly, but The Satanic Temple share shortly. Oh yeah, uh, is suing <laughs> Netflix and Warner Brothers Entertainment for $150 million. Wait, who is? Sorry. I'm... The Satanic Temple. The, the only? Is suing. No, so there's the, there's the Satanic Temple, and then there's also... Uh, the Church of Satan, different. Yeah, they're they're very they're very, very different, different organizations. They're very different. So they're suing Netflix and Warner Brothers Entertainment for 150 million dollars for okay. using what the temple leaders are claiming uh, their copy copyrighted goat headed statue. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Lucifer. Uh, Bob. The lawsuit argues that the temple's unique version of Baphomet, Baphomet, I guess. Baphomet. Uh, appeared in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, a reboot of Sabrina Teenage Witch. Uh, they're suing that it, it's claiming copyright infringement, which is one suit, trademark violation, which is a second suit, an injury to business, which is a third suit, and each suit claims for $50 million 
uh, of damages each. Damages? Yeah. Uh-huh. Deformation of character. What are they doing? Like they're they're casting shadow on Satan. <laughs> like isn't that yes. what they want? Like oh, you're yeah. painting us in the dark light. Isn't that what they fucking want? Yeah. yeah. Right? It, like like demons and whatnot. Maybe that's maybe that's not what they want. I mean, that's not what the Church of Satan is all about. Like or we're the, all friendly you know, here. Temple yeah. of Satan. So yeah, they're saying yeah, maybe that they it, are all friendly. It blatantly misappropriated and unquestionably copied its commission statue, which that's weird. I it's like the whole thing's fucking ridiculous. Cause yeah, it's like copywriting the Jesus on on a cross like statue kind of thing. Uh, you know? I think you can copyright a religious symbol. I don't think you can. You? I guess you can copyright the actual. The statue itself, right? Like that rendition. Yeah, of it? because it's like a built, and someone built it. Like, yeah, it's someone's artistic um, rendition of it. Then of again, the idea, like this, the idea, I guess maybe not, maybe not a trademark. I this goes back to one of our old, our throwbacks. I can't remember specifically, but throw it that was, shit back, a, dude. Throw a, it. A, throw, a throwback to we talked about the lady who. uh the McDonald's hot coffee and she had burned yes. her face a second yes. degree third degree burn and sued him at a certain point if and I, I've done it if if you have the option to go after someone illegally and a, a huge corporation and benefit financially like do people just do, people do it like it just, right. yeah do it please like yeah because 50 million dollars is a lot to you and I it's a lot period heck yeah dude but it's it, a lot period and a that, company well, can handle it especially a, Mickey D's uh, that's a <laughs> but it's a lot of money but like to Netflix it's like it's still a lot of money, but like they're, That's not, a shit ton they're, of money. they're not doing it to like a homeless shelter. Poop they're doing ton. it to like the biggest streamer for TV's movies. They're just trying to make like it doesn't make them look good. It makes a satanic temple look like shit. I don't shit. think they give a shit. They should give a shit because like, do they want to look good? It's not like the show. That's the thing. It's, like it's it's not like the show is being like Satan is bad. Sa- like the everyone says entire, that. Well, <laughs> probably what they're thinking is, you know, the Satanic Temple probably has nothing to do with, you know, demons running around trying to kill people, especially young teenage witches. I'm sure if there were teenage witches, wouldn't they be on the same side? Like, wouldn't they be like, oh, you're a witch. I'm a demon kind of thing. Like, cool. Saying all we're witches are creatures bad. of the night. Right. Or why are they, why are either of them bad? Well, it's all clearly a work of fiction, but like at the same time, I remember when The Hangover Two came out, and one of the guys, Phil or whatever, got the t- the Mike Tyson tattoo yeah, on Mike his Tyson. face. <laughs> they, yeah, they had to change it slightly to avoid to call it parody. Um, so, oh, really? Like a parody of the tattoo. So I think. Oh wow! This is such a tricky argument because they like I'm looking at the statues is it that side similar? by side. And there are enough differences that they could be like, oh, the symbol in the chest is wider, and the way these children are staring up at the statue are slightly off to the... Like, this dude's going to lose. That's a fuck ton of money. Well... And Netflix has the best lawyers in yeah, the that's, entire yeah, alone they should, industry. They should be covered. It was probably like, oh, yeah, this gets by all legal stuff before yeah. it was ever aired. I don't think there's a way, unless you physically copy it, like, make a whole scan of the whole entire statue to not have differences. Like, you're not going to perfectly match the statue as you have the same statue, right? Like, even right, the tattoo yeah. from, like, Hangover, like, they have probably stenciled that exact tattoo from Mike Tyson's face, but, like, when you're making a statue, I feel like there's, there's a lot of in- intricacies and problems that you're going to come up with that are just going to be different, and therefore you can avoid yeah. legal action. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, Lu- Lucian Greaves, who runs the Satanic Temple, which is such a ridiculous Lucian? name. Lucian? Like Lucian Greaves. Lucian. 
Uh, he tweeted, he said, I'm amazed that anybody is confused as to why we would seek legal remedy over Sabrina using our monument. Would they be as understanding of a fictional show that used a real mosque as the HQ of a terrorist cell? They didn't use a real mosque. Or a fictional blood libel, libel, libel tale implicating real world Jews? So the way he tweeted is it is as though Sabrina was basically using this statue to completely trash the Satanic Temple, which it's not. The whole entire series is know. so surprisingly about like Satan and the Dark Lord and all of that in a way that shines light on like, hey, here's this whole other world that people don't look at. It's like giving light to it. With it's not bad. It's not bashing it. It's just like giving so, information. Yeah, like they're it makes not you like curious. killing people. They're not like killing demons. No. What? Then why are we? Why are people watching the show? But <laughs> I want to see some demon killing. <laughs> what are the they whole, doing this show? The, the whole entire so the first three episodes of the show, which I've watched the first six. The first three are about Sabrina. She's turning sixteen, Spoilers. and it's about her dark baptism. <laughs> <laughs> and that dark yeah, baptism. It's called dark baptism, but she's baptized, being baptized in to like basically dark paint, like a paint water, in blood. Like black. Oh, that's Hot that's disgusting. Yeah. So in blood Ugh. to basically first, to basically uh, solidify her soul to the dark lord, and then she once she the has the dark lord. baptism, she can go to this school of the Dark Lord, where she learns... It's like Harry Potter. Yeah, every time you keep saying Dark Lord, I keep thinking of fucking Harry Potter. Yeah. It's like Harry Potter. But, like, none of it's Hattie negative. Uh, none of it's bad. One. Like, the whole huh. point of the the thing is her aunts are basically like, you have to worship the Dark Lord because you, like, you need to serve him and blah, 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 blah. This and is, she's sort of going against the grain. And it's like, yeah. she's not like satanic... Sa- satanic religion is bad. She's just like, I don't... I want to be my own person. As if it's like a, a sort of a different perspective of like Christianity and exploring religion in that way. And like it's really intelligent for a show that is for teenagers. Like it's way okay. more intelligent okay. than it deserves to be. You're saying teenagers are dumb? Because I kind of agree with you. I'm I'm saying that they like <laughs> dumb shit sometimes. <laughs> I've asked it a while. I though. loved dumb shit when I was a teenager. Yeah, but the dumb shit we liked was smarter than the dumb shit that's now. We say that, but every single generation's going to say that. You're trying to tell me Keenan and Kel was dumb? Ha. No, but Drake and Josh was better. Well, that's to be determined. It's not. It's a fact. <laughs> I love I love Drake and Josh, but Keenan and Kel is great. Well, all right. Well, regardless, Keenan every Kel, single generation is going to say that, 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 that the upcoming generation is going to have dumb shit. Every single cartoon, every single movie, every single pop culture icon. It's crazier that comes up. and crazier, man. Well... Because it's so much farther from us, but like if you grow up in that time period, it's not crazy to you. I know. Yeah. Anyways, I think I think it's done. I don't think they should have done it, but they're I don't I don't know if I'd say they're definitely not gonna win or lose. I can't I mean, no Nick's saying they're not gonna win, but right. I, I don't know. This could all be like this could honestly all be a ploy, ploy yeah. of hey, look at us. We're the satanic temple. You <laughs> should pay attention yeah. to us because they're getting free press by suing. Great press. Uh absolutely it, that's a lot of pamphlets. It's yeah, it's a lot of pimp. But if Netflix <laughs> decides to pursue the lawsuit and they fucking lose, the Satanic Temple is going to lose a lot of money to fight this lawsuit. Yeah, but I imagine uh, the Satanic yeah, Temple probably, has so good lawyers. They, they have probably, man, how much money do they have? They got a bunch of rich people who are declaring that they're Satanists. But like, even so, maybe? like if they're Satanists, I'm, they're, I'm sure they're not. I haven't really explored what they believe in, but I'm sure it's not like murder people, demons, yeah. ah, yeah, hate. Hate blood. I'm sure it's just like uh, like the belief that Lucifer was 
not necessarily this demon thing, but was an angel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, misinterpreted, and he was just basically the one angel that wanted humans to have all this knowledge, and it was like forbidden. This is, but he's like, but no, I'm on your side. This is going to sound you know, horrible. So take it with a grain of salt. But from what I understand, and I the like people I, I've small met, amounts of salt. Okay, people that I, I that I've talked to, friends that I've had that either are Satanists or no Satanists, I know of worse religions that are you know uh, more not incriminating but more dangerous to people in society than Satanism. Like I know religions right, yeah. that seem seem fine but actually have you know negative attributes or, or detrimental problems. Like like. I don't want to get into it, but like crusades, like I don't know the last time I don't know last time uh, Satanists went on a crusade. I don't. I don't know if right. there was ever and a holy they war. Ne- they don't lose cups. If they had a cup, they wouldn't lose it. Yeah. Right. Well, all I'm saying, if they, I mean, arcs, if, they if wouldn't you, lose anything. If you want to see what the Satanic Temple is all about, you can go on the SatanicTemple.com <laughs> and go ahead and click Shop Satan, <laughs> guys. Their merch game is they real have t-shirts strong. T-shirts and shit. They got great T-shirts. Do they really? Oh, they have, they're the most metal shirts I've ever seen. I'm well, looking at them now. Church of Satan? What is it called? Satanic Temple. The com. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. Highly recommend. They got some dope-ass hoodies. <laughs> Whoa, tight. They got dope-ass hoodies. Uh, uh, let's see. Shirts and hoodies. Man, this looks like, Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, these are really cool, dude. I'm just as lost as you guys are at home. I can't look it up. I just wow. have my paper here. They have a shirt that says Hail Satan EST 666 with an upside down cross on it. <laughs> Called Gray Faction. Gray, Gray Faction Campaign. I mean, they do look tight, though. They look so tight. Wow. There's some cool ones on here. They just kind of look like Lamb of God merch. Oh, yeah. No, 100% looks like yeah. Lamb of God merch. But it's pretty sweet. So, guys, oh, if you want to follow... there's a rainbow one. Like a... Like a... It's a rainbow one. That looks kind of cool. If you want to follow uh, the lawsuit, just, you know, Google the Satanic Temple, and the lawsuit will probably pan out over the next few months. Maybe they'll pull back when they realize that Netflix has the best lawyers of all time. Or maybe they'll pull back when they realize that it's not a bad thing that the Satanic... Satanic Temple is being represented in something that's going to be a staple of pop culture here over time. Uh, but who knows? So anyway, that's my news. Well, they keep coming out with t-shirts and stuff like that. Like, hey man, they might as well just a pretty decent t-shirt company. Oh, their merch, their merch money just shot up. People were like, whoa, this is pretty neat. This podcast is also sponsored by Future Monsters, a premier apparel store with pop culture and horror focus. Each product is handmade with quality materials, so not only does it look good, but it feels so, so good. No mass-produced cheap garbage here, with designs inspired by King Kong, the Wolfman, and much more. These shirts are a must for every occasion, whether it be nightclub, metal shows, weddings, and of course, our favorite, podcasting. Head over to futuremonsters.com and enter the code HYBRO, that's a capital H-Y-B-R-O, at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase. We know we'll be doing that as soon as possible. Anyway, all right, Taylor, the the floor is yours, my friend. Ooh, the floor is man, the floor. Okay. (laughs) Can't be a floor. (laughs) 
Wikipedia describes it as a broad, mainly flat vessel commonly used to serve food. They exist in many forms, for cooking, to construction, to sciencey stuff. Hell, even old Mother Earth has tectonic ones. Oh, she! It, it, it's <laughs> unclear when humans began using other items as them, and then when exactly they created them to be used as themselves. <laughs> but what should be well known? But what should be a well known fact is that in 1904, Martin Keyes of New York, U.S. of A., invented the paper version, which would lead the pack in the paper dishware market of the 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> Camera two. It's the fourth vowel in the ISO Latin alphabet. Wow. Its looks have, have has remained <laughs> <laughs> remarkably unchanged since Phoenician times when it served as a letter N, meaning I, which its shape so obviously mimics. <laughs> Greg Pitts makes this notoriously raunchy face in the should-be Grammy-nominated comedy film Office Space. It is valued at $250 on the Wheel of Fortune market. <laughs> Back to camera one. Born in 427 <laughs> B.C. or so and living until 347 B.C. or so, <laughs> he is considered one of the most important figures in Western philosophy. The teacher of Aristotle, student of Socrates, he is credited with starting the first institution of higher learning in the Western world, the Academy in Athens, Greece. Boys and girls, we talked about plates, we learned about the letter O, and yet you <laughs> guessed it. It was all segue to Play-Doh. Get the oh, fuck, fuck out of here! <laughs> Wait, Play-Doh, not Dude, Play-Doh. You, <laughs> do, do you even have an episode, or did you put all of your research into making that bomb-ass intro? <laughs> that's all it, that's it. That's <laughs> the it. paper plate market. Episode over, folks. Dude, paper Shit. What? So Plato is considered to be a foundational figure in philosophy, math, spirituality, and even politics. He was known for teaching, speaking, uh, and what are called dialogues. Uh, they're somewhat confusing to me, but from what I can tell, uh, they're basically just written conversations that either he or people that he knew uh, had with others, and then they were just written down. Um, to me, it seems like kind of a weird way to write, but seems like it would be helpful, you know, helpful exercise. It's basically what we are, we are doing right now. Um, seems like it would be a helpful exercise because it seems to highlight, you know, the journey of, you know, getting to an answer and why rather than just here's the answer. Deal with it. Uh, but Aristotle, Plato's most famous student, uh, spoke of Plato's unwritten doctrines or teachings he is said to have never written down and would only communicate orally to his most trusted and highest Thetan level students. So he'd only he'd only uh, reaffirm what he knew by speaking. He would never like jot it down and like document it. Yeah, well so these are, things called dialogues, which is the way he wrote shit down, are written down. Okay. But they're just weird. They're like it's actually like he said and then he said, and then I said, I, I guess. <laughs> I, what the he and, uh, I don't read much Plato, but from what I understand, that's what a dialogue is. And that's the way he wrote stuff down. So he, most oh. of his teachings are, this is a conversation that I had with this person. And then, like, 
the name of the of the reading, the teaching okay. is the okay. name of that person or whatever. That makes sense. And he just happened to have this group of teachings called the Unwritten Doctrines that Aristotle was talking about. And those are a group of teachings that he never wrote down. And no one was ever to write them down. And they were only they were only given to the most trusted. The trusted Pupil. like the the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So the reason we speak of the fable Plato is because our good friend uh, Zane, the animator knight, uh, hit me up and he <laughs> said, uh, he said, hey yo, hey yo, T money, uh, y'all's dudes should talk about uh, a few of my favorite uh, uh, Platonistic allegories like uh, uh, Timaeus and uh, and uh, Critia. You know, they my favorite. <laughs> That's not how he sounds, but. He okay. also made him sound like he's a fucking physicist, like he's so smart. <laughs> well, Zane is a smart guy. He works I'm not sure what his voice would sound like. I don't know. I had to make one up, and it's, I don't know. That's what, that's what I think of it. Pla- Platonistic allegories. <laughs> Platonistic allegories. Sounds what like does a he monster. sound like? Uh, like a normal dude. I don't do, do, your, know. do your best, Zane, the animator night oh, impression. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I don't fucking know, dude. He, he's soft-spoken. <laughs> he doesn't talk a lot. He's not as extroverted as me. I say he's more introverted. He's an editor, tall guy, lanky guy. He's a cool dude, but he he kind of goes, yeah, and yup a lot. Like, yep, Does he normally yeah. have those oh, conversations yeah, yeah. where he's like, hi, I let's have dinner and talk about Platonistic allegories? He's a smart guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's how we eat. criteria. We first met me, and never he was like, hey, we should talk about Plato's allegory of the cave. I don't think, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's a, a nerd, but uh, yeah. Now listen, I'm not saying well, he's a nerd. I'm just saying he's a lot smarter than I am. Any person who brings up a play, Platonistic Plato allegories is a, is a nerd, I think. That's well, dude, well, Holy he said shit, it, are you calling like, him out? All right, no, no, on dude. the first date, I'm saying, or a first hangout session. <laughs> I'm not talking about date life. I'm just You're talking about- first time you meet somebody- Just sitting down for first hangout session. Could be with well, a friend, well, family okay. member. A, I don't know. You could be babysitting somebody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the kid wants to learn about that shit. Hey, hey, 10-year-old kid, you want to learn about yeah. playing mystic allegories? Uh, all right. Open your yeah, fucking Timaeus. ears. I want to hear about Timaeus again. Tell me about Timaeus. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, he told me that his favorites were Timaeus and Kreitzia, and I said, dude, whoa, my favorites are Timaeus and Kreitzia. You know, because <laughs> oh. basically, these are the two works from Plato that we first hear about the mythical Atlantis. 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 If you, I swear, Taylor, if you fucking turn this into, from plates to Plato to Aristotle to Zane to Atlantis, I'm going to lose my mind. I just did. That's where it just went. Oh, my That's where it God. just went. We're talking about Atlantis today. So I don't know about you guys, but I've always had somewhat of like a tropical theme in my head when I think of Atlantis. I think of the pirate ships, the treasures, the booty chests. Pretty much a scene from Johnny's favorite movie, <laughs> Fool's Gold, starring Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it's my you know favorite movie, but it's a good fucking movie. It's my favorite movie. It's up there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what my boy Platonius describes it as. So Plato says that Atlantis was an island complex far to the west and past the Pillars of Hercules and was given to the god king Poseidon as his share of land to rule as a god. Now Poseidon had ten children, five sets of twin boys. Atlas... Whoa! Yeah, weird. Atlas, the eldest of the kin, was uh, made king of the entire island and therefore it was named after Atlas as Atlantis. In the complex, there was a center island about five stades in diameter. Upon the lush and decorative island dwelled the temple of Poseidon, 
The center of the island would serve as the capital and headquarters of Atlantis, and only the elite were allowed access. Around the center plot of land was a ring of water, one stade in width. Surrounding that water was another ring of land, two stades in width. This ring housed strictly military and is said to also house around 1,200 battleships in its harbors. Around that ring, another ring of water, about two stades wide. And finally, another ring of land, three stades in width, that housed up to one million civilians. He described it as the ideal society before eventually being overcome and fueled by war, hate, and blood. And it was underwater, correct? Yeah, I, so this was basically an island. Picture open water, right? The movie? You, go past, you go past the pillars of Hercules, okay? Picture the, boom, you just went past the pillars of Hercules. <laughs> boom. Into the open waters. And that's going from, like, Greece's to the east and all that kind of shit. You're going through the pillars of Hercules to the west, out into the open Atlantic. And from there, it's basically like, whoa, we are off into the nowhere land. We're off into the Atlantic. Nothing exists over here, y'all, except for fucking stories and shit. Right? Okay. So... And by the way, no one even asked what a stage was. <laughs> yeah, the time. I, I'm, I'm kind of lost stage. as far as the infrastructure of an architecture of Atlantis. I'm so confused because yeah. I had this imagery that it was above ground and then it sunk. Yeah, okay, cool. So basically, picture <laughs> you go past the Pillar of Hercules to the west into this open water and this mythical place that people told stories of, that Plato told the story of, is basically an island that is... A system of rings of land. So the yeah. center island yep. is like a basically island. Yep. And then like a moat, and then a ring of land, then another moat, and then like yep. a ring of land, and then open just water. Rings. Yeah, just rings of land. Yep. I get that. Right. And and each one holds certain millions of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like the middle is like the kingdom. Uh, the second, you know, the first ring is the military ring, and the third ring out. Is the civilian ring? Does can an island even hold that? I feel like at that point it's not even an island. It's like a, it's like actual landmass. Well, so yeah, I mean it's a fucking landmass. Which a line island isn't landmass. Yeah. So all those people live on like breathe Islands underwater. No, I think they were above above. This is what this I is all remember. Above water, yeah. This is all just an island. This is normal people. island, and then something happened, and they were cast down uh, under the depths. But I I feel like I wouldn't call it an island at that point. I just call it like a plot of land because that's a, a, a 10 million, million people? people isn't it 10 million people 10 million people no no about a million people it is yeah, said. So it's up, it's up to about a million people so a stade um, or a stadia is similar to the modern furlong or <laughs> about an eighth of a mile okay or 660 feet yeah so that's an island the first uh the center island about five stades so oh. five eighths of a mile in a uh, diameter and then a one-eighth of a mile moat, and then a two-eighths of a mile uh, thick ring around that's it. That's so small. So that's pretty yeah, big. They're, well, I mean, small, but, you know, think about these packed. numbers in a ring, you know, how big that ring would be. Okay, so you're saying you it's know, just the from— The third a, ring would be pretty big, even though it's not massive. You're, you're What's saying, that math, though? Like, how many miles uh, is uh, it? Oh. It's like 14 miles across, 16 miles across or so. One million uh, people in 14 miles? Like, yeah, dude, like, uh, how, big is, how big is Manhattan, you know what I mean? Well, 
Yeah, but you also got to remember that a lot of what people consider like a, a, a packed city is a lot to do with vertical buildings, right? So like you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money truth. on tax or or horizontal structures, which take up a lot of room. Vertical structures house more people per whatever yada 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 math that I'm not going to use. But you're on an island, everyone's standing at the same level, and that's a lot of space that you're not able to capitalize on. All right, we're going to so Spring Hill, Tennessee, point. where we are, is 17.7 square miles. And the population is uh, 40,000. Wow, 40,000. Okay. So think about that. 17.7 square miles and with only 40,000 people living in Spring Hill. And it's still hustle, bustle, busy. One million people living within, what, 14 uh, yeah. miles? That That's doesn't make fucking sense. crazy. I don't know. I mean, look up population of, like, Los Angeles. Yeah, but that, too, again, I'm, I'm saying because of There's vertical not, like, structures, tall buildings, that's possible. Though. There's not, like, they're not hella vertical buildings. Yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, there's like you could have had two to three story buildings, you know, in this air in Atlantis. Who knows? Yeah, you uh, know, uh, Los Angeles, five hundred two point seven six square miles total. Uh, that's a lot. Population estimated in two thousand seventeen was three point nine million. So all right. So how do you find the area of a circle? So the diameter is about sixteen times miles. Pi? Yeah, is it times pi? Yeah, diameter times pi. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck! I haven't, I haven't Why don't we fuck? know this? Shit! I, don't, I haven't needed to use we this. We should since know this. All right, let me look up New York City, and then we'll move on. So New York yeah. City, four hundred sixty-eight point four eight four square miles, with a population of eight point six million people. That's still substantial. Yeah, that's a lot. So I'm trying to wrap my head around. It's I'm trying to get. This all sounds pointless, but I'm trying to get an idea of Atlantis as a whole. That's well, radius squared times pi. Uh, radius. And figure out the 14 diameter. mile situation with how many people. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a lot of people. Either way, even if it wasn't a million, it still sounds like a fucking dope like island setup. That oh, would be a badass place to live. Island Maybe. with a moat with a ring and another ring. That'd be cool. It sounds man. tight. It also sounds safe. Like in my opinion, like there's not like open water. You're not gonna have like sharks and shit in those moats. I feel like that's just like fresh, friendly, you know, good sand in the ocean. You know, versus like you're actually in the ocean. And you have like actual dangerous things. Yeah, it seems like a nice like laguna. Huh. Yeah. I mean, tight. <laughs> Real tight. Well, so in his works, Plato describes Atlantis as a major aggressor and pretty much a butthole to everybody else in the area. Uh, contrary to the popular belief that Atlantis was so super advanced and calm and nice, uh, Plato describes them as a military-like culture, much like Sparta. And he says, however, that it was finally defeated, most heroically, by the Athenians uh, before being completely wiped off the map in uh, what is said to have been one single day and one single night uh, by earthquakes and tidal waves, and the yeah. island city sank into the depths, lost for eternity, yeah, and not, seemingly even to history itself. Not only do you have, like, every single side, every single direction, you have an ocean. So, like, you, there's no, like, backing. There's no wall to be against in a, in a, in a battle. Like, you're literally coming, like, like, the Athenians can check you from all directions. But you have, like, natural, like, disasters coming your way as well. Yeah. So. Well, it okay. says, it, so I just looked up, it's the, the stadia, the, the island 
was 3,000 stadia, which is 345 miles uh, extended across. And then it was 2,000 stadia in, uh, wide, 230 miles. Wait. 230 so miles. It. So that's a lot bigger than the numbers I have, which would <laughs> support a million people. Yeah, the I mean, numbers I have are much smaller. I don't know who's right, but yeah, then again, knows? this is a story. Exactly. Well, the, yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Also, keep in mind uh, that Plato is describing a dialogue, quote unquote, that somebody named Solon had many years earlier with somebody in Egypt. Uh, so this person, Solon, claims that Atlantis is an old Egyptian piece of knowledge and that it actually thrived over 9,000 years before the time of Plato. So Plato never saw it. He's, his dialogue is about a dialogue that Solon had with somebody else. Fucking weird. A dialogue so, within a dialogue yeah. within a dialogue? Exa- exactly, dude. An inception, an inceptionistic, a platonistic dialogue. That just sounds like the, the, so, the telephone game. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like the uh, oldest exactly. documented said, she pe- said. game of telephone. So that makes it, though, about 11,000 plus years, 11 to 12,000 years, you know, since now, from now. So now, this 11,000 years ago sounds like dates that we have talked about more than a few times here on the Hybrocast. Remember back when we were talking about rapid climate change and farts not crossing the equator? Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we yep, spoke... Wait. Uh, we spoke oh, wait, 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 wait. That was, that was Bird's Flight. That was the episode where the guy went on, on a mission to the North and South Pole. Very nice. Very Fuck nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck well, we yeah. Ta- we spoke of uh, briefly about uh, geological and cli- a climatic event, uh, rapid climate changes, uh, an event that ended around eleven to 12,000 years ago where a near-glacial period gave way to a rapid rise in sea levels. Okay. Uh, the period that we talked about was called the Younger Dryas period and was possibly caused by global impact like a meteor or something of the like. Sure, sure. So it's just weird how that time keeps coming up as possible. Like, oh, this shit happened with uh, sea levels and blah, 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 blah. And uh, that's, it's kind of cool. And there's actually like uh, some of the videos that I watched. I saw these, these uh, sites that this, this person was talking about where it talks about it's like a, a simulation of sea level like rising like oh different times like a thousand years ago the sea levels looked like this sure. hundred thousand years ago they looked like this and uh like twelve thousand years ago or so the picture that they showed was like oh man this place in the area of that Atlantis could be was like okay there's there's islands there could be an Atlantis island you know but hmm. yeah kind of weird but over time, the legend of Atlantis has grown into pop culture, and like I described earlier, everyone has an image in their mind of what a lost civilization like Atlantis could be. Uh, some myths describe it as being uh, continent-sized, even as big as Asia. Uh, and even once the Americas were settled, Europeans began believing that the Mayans and Aztecs could be the root of the Atlantis stories. Uh, even though the geographical location makes zero sense. Yeah, that doesn't make a damn bit of sense. <laughs> way about. too far. Way too far from the Pillars of Hercules. Well. Uh, I, which is actually <laughs> the to, the Pillars of Hercules is the Strait of Gibraltar, uh, to be clear. I was. The actual place. Looking more on where <laughs> the, the, the Mayans were rather than, than where the fuck Hercules was. 
Well, it, that's how you would judge how far it is. You go through the Pillars of Hercules, <laughs> and you'd have to go all the way to South America. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> but in the 1950s, I believe, somewhere around there, somewhere around World War times, in uh, you know, German times, since we have to talk about Nazis. Nineteen forty-five. Yeah. The Theosophical Society took the story of Atlantis and retold it in a ridiculous way. The society claims to have been given the info from the Atlantans telepathically. The group claims to possess a book detailing the creation of the island city complex that was created by the Atlantans themselves, which they say peaked around one million years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, unlike the war-driven society that Plato described, the... Theosophical society claims that the Atlantans were a peaceful people and that their demise was brought on by the overuse of telepathy. Telepathy? Huh. Fucking dumb, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And they say that, that they had this book and, that, and it was like they tried to start a whole religion about it in the, the 50s. I, I think that they were German, like a German uh, society. I didn't really look too deep into the sure, sure, Theosophical sure. Society, but maybe maybe we should. I don't know. So what are you day. saying, Ty? I don't know, man. Fucking You're Atlantis just... is crazy, dude. Plenty of underwater sites have been speculated <laughs> as, as being Atlantis. Even the Bermuda Triangle has been uh, has been a suspect. Shoot fire. <laughs> just last year, an 11,000-year-old settlement was found under some waters in Sweden uh, thought to be of Atlantean descent. Well, but nothing. What? Well, I'm okay. What you're describing right now is all these hypothetical possibilities that, like, there are there are structures that are being found that could be Atlantis. What you're saying, yeah, like underwater cities. uh, You know, there's sites. Every time you've heard of Atlantis, you're you know you've thought about it. It's like, oh yeah, we're we're going underwater with some robots and we're gonna trip on this giant like Greek looking city. Yeah, right. You know, that's what you're thinking. But they so keep you're thinking like, it exists yeah. somewhere, like it sank, so it should be in in the fucking ocean, like it just was floating on the top of the water and it just sank in. That's what you imagine. That's what I imagine. But why? Why would it be just sitting there like that? I I have a couple quarrels with not only the fact that the island. So well, riddle if, me, riddle me your quarrels. Here's here's so first <laughs> off, was Atlantis? An island, or was it hovering over the water, is what you just described to me. No. So, yeah, Atlantis is islands just like any other island. It just so happened to be in these concentric circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's the problem I have, is that if it were to sink, or like if the sand were to give way and it would have fallen, it's not like, you know, this, this city was just over water and just sank down to the bottom of the ocean bed, the sea floor. I right. feel like uh, it would be a, a still a very high mound, or still like a like if the sea level if the sea levels rose, it'd still be a considerable mountain underneath the ground. It wouldn't be the bottom of the sea floor. All these images that I've seen are like at the bottom of this trench, the bottom of this you know reef. There's these like knives and spoons and one pillar, and it's like that's not Atlantis. Yeah. Atlantis to me, I oh, believe, yeah. like you were describing earlier, is a huge mega colony. Uh, like a, like a, a city that like yeah is, pretty fucking massive. Like yeah, I just don't. Stadia is long. All these claims that you're giving me don't well, seem like what I've descri- been described. So imagine, nice. imagine like uh, if a place were to be taken over by a flood or something, it would essentially be out in the middle of nowhere once it's covered up with water, right? 
I mean, if it was already in a position to be the tallest thing around, because it's sticking out of the water, and then it gets like the water levels rise to where it's underwater and then way underwater, like it would literally be out in the middle of nowhere, right? What are you describing? I'm confused. Just an island in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, it's still at the bottom of the sea floor. Like, you're still having this, like, imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, like, it's like landmass. If for some reason, like, New York goes underwater, it's yeah. not going to go down to the bottom of the ocean. It's just going to be however many feet. It's going to be mile. where it is. Yeah, but exactly underwater. Yeah, but like Under- what I've been described or I've been shown aren't islands that are just barely submerged. That are that are that are cities of Atlantis. It's like. They're the bottom, like the very bottom. Like somebody went like out of the middle of the uh, the Pacific and just dropped out pillars and a cannon or like maybe a house. Yeah, like it would make sense that it was in some high place. And exactly. Everything exactly. under it caved in and it's just like ah, crashes in, you know. That's weird. Okay. But nothing has given more weight to the possibility of Atlantis being more than just a device used by Plato to translate messages to his followers as to what has been dubbed... The Eye of the Sahara. The Sahara? The yeah. Africa? The Eye of the Sahara. That's, that's right, Johnny. In Africa. Uh, the, the Eye of the Sahara is a geological formation pr- in present-day Mirit- Mauritania uh, in southwest Africa. Okay. And what is so crazy about this definitely natural formation is that it nearly perfectly fits Plato's descriptions of Atlantis, matching nearly perfectly to the stadia measurements given in Plato's dialogue. And this um, is just a, like, wait, 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 wait. The, the eye, eye of, of the Sahara. Yeah, but that's an island in the desert? I'm uh, confused. I'm confused now, too. Yeah. Wait, you, you, you're, well, yeah, wait. The, the eye of the Sahara is in the Sahara Desert. In the desert of Africa. Uh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. There's like there's one big, <laughs> and feel free to chime in, Nick, but there's a, a big circle, and then there's outer rings that are in the desert that have moats. Yes, this, I'm looking at a picture right now. This yeah. sounds like... Oh, wow. Right. Oh, wow. So, Nick's back. Nick's back. <laughs> the no, I'm just of, listening. <laughs> the Eye of the Sahara, also called the Recot Structure, is a system of rings that looks to be possibly millions, that looks to be many, possibly millions of years old. Uh, the size and number of rings matches Plato's descriptions as well as, as its relation to the Strait of Gibraltar or the, uh, the Pillars of Hercules. Uh, and like I said, some of the videos that I watched um, you know, show that the flooding patterns would put this recot structure as an island just above water uh, at 12,000 years ago or so. Resembling uh, this uh, this complex of Atlantis, holy shit! And oddly enough, uh, we do know that the Sahara at one point yeah, well, was underwater. under the ocean, and that's how yeah. the desert was created. And even at some points, it was tropical jungle. And even so, I didn't know it was so recent. But as soon as as rec- as as recent as five thousand years ago, the Sahara was tropical jungle. It was all tropical. The north of Africa, just all tropical as fuck. <sighs> Fuck, this sounds actually So it very truly plausible. is. Like this right? is So it all is one giant game of telephone that Atlantis has over time become to us this lost civilization that was over the ocean and underwater and has disappeared and long lost, but it's been yeah. right in front of us this whole entire time. Well it was the whole time. It's been out there in the desert. But who goes the out there? Who well, goes the fuck out there? You know? It's yeah. way out there in the desert. The telephone game, I think, is is false now because it was under the ocean, or it was over the ocean. No, it was never ocean. over under the ocean. The Sahara was underwater, or yes, it was yeah, underwater. Yeah, this Nick. thing would have been 
Basically, to figure out what time Atlantis existed, you would have to figure out what time it was an ocean at at the right height. But it's plausible. To make this, uh, yeah, to make this recot structure actually an, an island. You know, so, to make its ridges an island. What you're saying is that there was Atlantis over the Sahara and over the ocean, and then Athenians natural causes the Atlantis gets wiped out and sinks. Then the ocean goes away, it's a hard desert, or I guess tropical forest, and then it's a hard desert forms, and it's just a desert, a very dry, arid desert in Africa. And there we have our structure, our island that is now on, quote unquote, the bottom of the sea floor, which is just a desert now. And that's that. Yeah. And who knows what the timeline is as far as, you know, how long ago this actually happened? Because if you look at the pictures that Nick's probably looking at, this thing is weathered like a motherfucker, weathered a lot like the Sphinx. Super weathered to where it's like definitely more than tens of thousands of years. It should be, right? A lot of weathering. But how... uh, I don't understand the whole sinking situation. Okay, so this is what's cool about it it right here. So the way that this uh, recot structure uh, was actually created, and it's a natural natural phenomenon, it's underneath this thing, underneath its grounds, lie a flowing lava. And this lava creates a domed chamber... That balloons out until ultimately it collapses. And uh, when it eventually rises up again, you know, it collapses, hardens a little bit, you know, rises up again. And uh, as it rises up, it pushes up the outside ring up as, you know, mountainous material. And then it, you know, rises back up. It's got a ring of mountains now. And then it happens again. The, The center, boom, collapses. As that, and then as it rises up, it pushes those first mountains out. New mountains come up. Boom, it happens again. And it's happened mm. at least a couple of times, at least three times, I guess, to do the It makes sense. Rings. So what's holding this claim back from being like, why, why can we prove that it's Atlantis? Well, I guess uh, when it crashed down, uh, it probably wiped a fuck ton of it out. I mean, everybody died. The whole thing was gone, apparently, in one day and one night. So apparently... When this thing, when this bubble burst, it was like, boom, they're all gone. Everyone who was home was gone. Every trace of them, gone. It's just churned up in the world somewhere. You know, and this also could have been so long ago. Remember, this dialogue was something that Plato was having, you know, like 2,000 years ago. Plato was having this dialogue about somebody else named Solon who had a dialogue many hundreds of years ago about this event <laughs> that was an Egyptian myth of at least 9,000 years plus. So nine thousand, so 11,000 years ago was at least when this myth began. It could have been an old, way old myth from way before that. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, yeah. this could be cool if that is actually what Atlantis is, and it's a natural formation, and it's like, whoa, this... Pretty cool shape and a really cool place to live existed. And even there are other descriptions about it that Plato made that are like, whoa, that's exactly this. Like mountains to the north. It's like, whoa, directly to the north of this is mountains that had sheer faces that he described and everything. What and if it, Atlantis was never like anything crazy? It was just a city. Exactly. And that perception yeah. traveled over time and now everyone's like, oh, it's it's become yeah. the lost city because no one knows. Like, yeah, just a city in Africa. Like I'm yeah. seeing... Just a fucking city. Yeah. Could have been just a fucking city. But also, some people say, 
could have been, man. This could have been so long ago, bro. So long ago that who's Poseidon? Fucking king of the gods. Who's Atlas? A fucking wait, wait, god. Wait, wait, what wait. if this wait. thing was fucking made by alien gods? That's not what the episode Tate. is turning to, but that'd be cool. Poseidon's the, yeah. the god of the sea. Zeus is the king of the gods. Hey, you don't run my world. I think, is there a difference between Greece and, uh, like, Greek and Roman? Are are those in the same world right there? Are those DC and Marvel? Wait, Aquaman? In, in one world, is Greek or Roman, does Poseidon rule the gods? I never Yeah, I don't know. I think they're the, are they different people? Like, different Poseidon people. Is, as is... Whatever, as is Odin, you know. Oh, I have no idea. They're all like, there's like top ranking in their, their, their world realm. Language, their mythology. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck, I guess I don't know. Shit, Nick, do you have that at your fingertips? Jamie, look that up, Jamie. <laughs> uh, what is it? Sorry, I'm reading about Atlantis. Uh, is Poseidon the king of gods? Poseidon. I know that's a movie starring Kurt Russell. I mean, we know he is like the sea god. You know, we know he is god of the sea. He was but... the god of the sea. Uh... I don't think there's any other. I, I think he was the king of the kings. The king of the kings. No, who's the, who's the other one? Who's Her- Hercules' father? Zeus. Zeus. Yeah, I'm an idiot. God, I'm that's so why I said stupid. I'm sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Zeus is the king of the yeah, kings. Yeah, Zeus yeah, yeah. is the king of the kings. Well, apparently Poseidon was given this chunk of land to rule. And among his, uh, there must have been some more area, but maybe not. Maybe just this area. For his ten twin sons, uh, Atlas was the eldest, and he he gave this to Atlas to to rule. Twenty so, kids. So this is been, where I could have been aliens. This is where I draw the line. I believe that it's possible we found the, the civilization, but in the folklore of Greek and Roman mythology, I have this real big problem with like right there and then. You have twenty kids. They're all twins. They're all boys. And like there's a lot of like these like God send things that just don't add up to me. And that right there like just like invalidates the whole entire I don't you know. know. I mean, let's say Poseidon. Oh, he's just this guy. He's the fucking best fisherman around, bro. Okay. Best okay. fisherman around. Call him Poseidon, he's the king of the sea. He's the best. Not only is he a great fisherman, dude, he's a great boatsman. He's but they the don't. Best. He can swim, dude. I'll, all that shit that's around the ocean. That's him. I'll be the uh, judge of that. And then he ha- he just happened to have you know, there are twins running his family, twins running his wife's family, and they had five sets of twins. That's, that's possible. How that's described. They're described possible. as gods up in the sky. That there's so many of them that grant them. You know, the Isn't ability to have good fishing though? seasons. All these things that we're talking about is godlike. I mean. Fucking nah. My, Michael Phelps, how many gold medals does he have? That's godlike. Yeah, but we never, we never, <laughs> never described him as uh, you know a, a myth, mythical object in the sky that has rides a Pegasus. That's because our language is different today. You know, that's just not how we describe things. We, we describe things as like science re- reality. You know, rather than you know back in the day, there wasn't as much separation between. There was no science. Was there? I mean, I don't know. So, well, a little bit. Yes, there was. Yeah, obviously there was. There's science, philosophy, but I mean, was there as much of a separation between the stuff? Was it folklore was infused in science and history and stuff? And maybe there, maybe there's a reason that. So you're saying they were like (laughs) just hyped him up more back then? Like they were like hyped up all these great athletes or 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, the most powerful, what was it, Athena or whatever area? The is, Olympians, like the most- man. Like these people who went in the Olympics. Hercules, man. He's just, he's Magnus Samuelson. Magnus Samuelson, if he lived back in the day, he could have been a, he could have okay. been a, a god, maybe. Who knows? Because he's won the fucking world's strongest man competition like many times. Mm. <laughs> people like that, right? I don't know. That's yeah, possible. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't possible. know, man. I just feel like Atlantis could have been a metaphor. Like the more we are well, digging that's deep a good into point, it, Nick. I feel like it was a metaphor for a naval wow. town. Wow. Very possible. I think it was, Nick. That's exactly what I think it was. I don't think I think the the idea of I think it's all like perception. Like it's like the Bible where everyone takes away whatever they want to take away from. And I think the city of Atlantis was in this dialogue by Plato, who was perceived to be this smart dude. It was just a conversation he had with someone who called it its own thing. Uh, you know, it was in the Atlantic Ocean. It was around the co- the, the the coastline of the Atlantic Ocean, and they had they needed to call it something, and that's what they called it. And it was yeah. just a naval city that just sunk, and that was it. Yeah, I or think it's. Uh, I, I think you're right, man. I think it's probably a place that could have existed. Like, is this a natural town? Boom! Hey, this is a cool place. Why would you not set up shop in this badass setup, surrounded by mountains, water, rivers coming from those mountains off in the distant islands? Badass looking place. And then you know, yeah, like you said, Plato heard about this thing in the dialogue, and he's like, "That oh, if I had a place that was three rings, the perfect setup would be a." A navy setup with a navy in the middle, perfect protection. Have all the civilian pawns on the outside so they can get shredded on the way in. <laughs> yeah. Then you got the kingdom in the middle. And not only that, dude, it's actually theorized that um, like the political side of Mr. Platocracy's uh, Plato comes from the fact that people believe this could have been just a reference to a military belief. Like, oh, this would be a good political way to set, like, the ideal uh, society, uh, politically and military-wise, like, to to set up. Which kind of makes sense, but I don't know. Wouldn't you want the military to be on the outside? Yeah. Unless, um, <laughs> unless all the civilians are the pawns. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They were pawns, and you're just, like, offering up as bait. Yeah, which <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's really interesting, because the way the Rakat structure is... It's there's a canal leading into what was Atlantis, and the Rakat structure is far enough inland in Africa that that canal could lead into it, and it would be the perfect naval city to fight wars, to defend, to all that. Because it's a it's far enough inland, but it's close enough to the coast that you could have all your boats and your militia on that coast. Right. And then your city could be safe, and then you keep your people of power on the inner circle of the multiple circles, and then people can park their boats in each circle. I mean, it's the ideal yeah. scenario of like a concept of someone going, hey, let's build the perfect city. In One these- way in, one way out. Yeah, one way in, one way out. Like, we have everything we need. It makes sense. Like, it's the perfect scenario uh for solid architecture in yeah. unexplored territory. Yeah, so even if it wasn't an ocean surrounding him and it was an island itself, what what you just described Nick could be still a possibility. Maybe it was lush jungle at the time and it was just one, you know, like you're saying river 
canal that went straight to it from the Atlantic Ocean and goes, you know, from the outside ring to the inside because it's not crazy far inland, you know, like you're saying for that to happen. And also one video that I watched pointed out uh, that, like, if you look at maps of the Sahara Desert as it lies right now, it looks like an insane amount of water, maybe a big giant old tidal wave or something wiped right across Africa at some point, possibly setting in motion this hmm. uh, this period that we're talking about, the younger, uh, driest period, uh, which could have been caused by meteor impact, something like that, which could have caused this giant tidal wave, could have washed straight across Extreme Africa. wind could have had an effect. All this kind of shit, yeah. But, you know, Johnny, when you get a chance, and listeners, take a look at uh, the picture of this, uh, the Rykot structure. And it is fucking crazy, man. It's hard to deny how cool how it do you How do you spell Rykot? You just Google the eye yeah. of, the, of the Sahara. Okay. Eye of the Sahara, yeah. That's the easier way to get to it. And it comes up. Well, I just read somewhere here that they're saying that there was a cosmic impact which penetrated the ocean crust, leaving a, a hot spot where magma can seep through to form volcanic mountains, producing an island chain due to the tectonic plate motion. So basically what happened is they the reason why the civilization was lost is because those hot spots, the magma poured through and basically destroyed the city. Which is why there's huh. nothing left, because it's all ash and melted. Yeah, from what I understand, it's like uh it's all the lava that's flowing underneath it. Yeah. It kinda like makes this thing kinda ebb and flow, rise and lower, and when it it kinda caves in every now and then. You know, and then reforms and then blows up again mm. and then caves in again because all the lava that's underneath it. Interesting. That's wild. Yeah, it's interesting. And they're saying that be- due to the the hot spot that was caused by the cosmic impact, the 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 reason why it had the water flowing is because the ridges that were created uh, had waterfalls surrounding, which were creating that flow of water inside the eye and then at the time they were like oh poseidon built this but poseidon was Uh also a metaphor for like a god it was like an excuse for people to be like oh this thing exists in the water related because of poseidon oh that's the that's poseidon shining his light on thee yep Hmm. (laughs) but one other cool thing about poseidon shining his light on them uh one of the things uh plato talked about uh, he described that in the center, the center island, the uh, magical part of the compound, there was a well, and in that well is where they got all the fresh water for this place. And oddly enough, at the Rykot structure, there is a fresh water well right in the center of this motherfucker. And other places on the mm. Rykot structure, there are saltwater wells, and it's weird that the saltwater wells are there, but it's weird mm. that the freshwater wells right there in the center, it. It's weird because weird, you'd think that would be torn apart after all this time. Uh, yeah, with the water, I mean, it would eventually work its way back up. I mean, if that's if it's a natural well, I mean, yeah, hmm. maybe over time it would be closed off. Maybe one of these random cave-ins and build back ups and cave-ins, maybe it'll happen. But the number of rings should be some kind of a hint to like how many times it's blown up and caved in. Unless there's a maximum size of this ring, like, oh, it can only be this big because that's as big as that cavity is underground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's where that last ring ends. And every ring must be at least this far away. So there can only exist this many rings. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 
But that's really interesting. This, I think this is the best, uh, the best guess as far as this could be the actual site of an, of Atlantis, and just like other other mythical places that have uh, been myths in the past. You think of Troy. This was a highlight in some of the the research videos that I watched. Sure, uh, Troy. You know that was a mythical city in the past until uh, I, I think it was in the 1800s. The actual city of Troy was. Uh, excavated and found. But before that, it was literally a myth. Like, literally just a story. It was thought of to be a story. And there was, I think, one in, uh, like, Thailand or somewhere? Uh, that's supposed to... That was, like, a myth for years and years, and then it was found, like, deep in the jungle. And I'm sure there are other ones that are, like, ancient... Uh, what's, like, the City of Gold? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah. City of Gold? If that's ever found, then that'll be another example of it. You know? So... Yeah. It, Atlantis could be could be just that. It could be uh, an actual place that existed and was blown out of proportion. Could be a place that existed millions of years ago, legitimately, and it's just an ancient story by the Egyptians. And Plato used it and modernized it and just used it to um, tell his cool allegories to to impress people like Zane. <laughs> I think that's a big a big part of it. Like I feel like if you ask a majority of people. Like, if we polled a bunch of people and said, hey, do you think the city of Atlantis is underwater, or do you think it was above water when it was created? And I think a lot of people's perception, they'd say that it was underwater. But when you look at this picture of the Rakat uh, in the eye of the Sahara, wh of what it could have looked like, it I guarantee that most people would have no idea that it looked like this. Right, yeah. No, yeah most people probably don't have the, the concentric circle... I never uh, did. Picture in their head. Yeah, they're just thinking mm. Roman and Greek structures. They're thinking pillars and shit. Just like, mm -hmm. yeah, like you yeah. described. A pillar falling in a crevasse covered in coral. That's Literally, exactly what I yeah. picture. Yeah, a Fucking Roman Greek civilization. statue missing an arm. Like, underwater. Yeah. That sound when the light shines through it. It's like exactly <laughs> I, it. I th Yeah, but like, I think that's sort of brilliant because Plato was a philosopher, brilliant. right? Yes. Right. He was, uh, Philo, uh, Philo Pfizer. Perfect. He was a philophizer, and I think that was sort of the idea is that the exploration of philosophy through this concept of dialogue, I think the dialogues he was putting out were to create people's own perceptions and study that. Like Exactly, yeah, and I think that's why they were probably so useful, because just how we are doing this now, like, you could say you're in result, but it's like, well, how are you getting there, you know? And maybe if I knew how you were getting there, maybe I could infuse my ideas and at least sway you towards mine if we're in a debate, you know, or yeah. if we're just trying to talk, at least I know how you got to your conclusion so I could maybe get to that same conclusion. He never said it was underwater in the dialogue, by the way. No, no, no. It's it's above water, like an island. Wait, it's yeah. just but an he island. described it as wait, he didn't describe it as, as going underwater. Floating it's never at any underwater time. in the description. So yeah, wait, it's wait, wait, never wait, wait, an wait, wait, underwater like uh yeah, utopia underwater. It's but, not no, like a I know, but bubble who city described it as getting blown apart by the Athenians and by natural disaster and going underwater? They were defeated. They were finally. They were an aggressive place until they were finally defeated by the Athenians and weakened. But and, who uh, described and it? Just that? so happened just after that that it sunk. The the legend that it sunk. I mean, the witnesses. Oh. But well, sinking could have been just how it was described back then. That to describe that something. I mean, it wasn't melted. The island could have literally 
Yeah, the water could have consumed the the rings, which wouldn't have been complicated based on this picture. And right. from their perception, it sunk. But it didn't right. sink to the depths of the Marianas Trench and live there forever. Nothing yeah, it didn't yeah. change locations. Yeah, well, it just it literally earthquakes shook. It sank in place. Water took its place because it's surrounded by water. It's an island. So yeah, the, think, the depths I, I, that were there. And for the for the immediate time after that, the waters were unnavigatable, it said. Um, because of muddy shoals and weird uh, yeah. water movements and stuff because yeah. of everything settling. So that makes a lot of sense as something would have caved in underground causing all this weird water, uh, movement of water and these weird eddies for a prolonged period of time and the mud to settle. It would take a long time for that shit to settle just like your Oreos do when they, they freshly uh, yep. saturate with milk. It takes a long time for that shit to break down and settle at the bottom. Yep. <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, also, if they were surrounded by mountains and waterfalls, like they say, if the earthquake hit, if there was an earthquake, which is a very common occurrence in that period of time, plus the hot spots of the magma, it's a perfect storm of, you know, something to completely disappear from the face of the earth. Exactly. Straight down uh, into place. But yeah, there. Were, I think it's like, it's the idea of the misinterpretation of a dialogue and i feel like that's plato's whole point of this entire thing is that it's all like the understanding of people and how they perceive something based on a dialogue and them taking away what they want from it yeah and people building entertainment into it you know over time yeah. it's become an entertainment topic entertaining topic to, you know thing to talk about it's tropical i love thinking about it as a tropical thing it's sellable you know fool's gold sellable so the concept is that it was a city, and then it just like through thousands of years of misinterpretation and story and folklore, it became the city of the ocean. Yeah, and possibly yeah. some crazy advanced place that had these crazy pyramids and crazy energies, and it's one hundred percent possible. What are you talking about? Time I don't think. It's entire. Everything is entirely <laughs> possible. The difference is we're describing this place as being like super technologically advanced. I can't grab my grasp my hands around because it was beaten by the Athenians who weren't technologically advanced. And that's nothing was technologically advanced. There was no technology. We're saying no, you just said that what? There's no technology. You I Yeah. I, we just, so there's there's one hand that you could say these are just normal people. They compare them to the Spartans. They're just war type people. Yeah. And that's yeah, how this yes. probably realistically, you know, went well, down. And they were defeated by the Athenians and they went home weak, battered, you know, so after what, bullying everybody around. What I was describing is that I believe that it could have been there. I do not believe it was technologically advanced. It wasn't. Wait, yeah, where did you hear that it was technologically just, I didn't just, say that. I said it's impossible. So, you said and it's I said it's possible. I said it's impossible. Yeah. On yeah, the other I hand, it's possible it, it, on the other possible. hand, it is possible that this structure, that the timeline is just elastic man and it's not 12,000 years ago that this thing existed as a city of you know people it's possible that it existed a million years ago like these people in the 19 the theosophical society decided to say but let's just say what if it is as old as the sphinx or pyramids and it's older than anyone thinks and it's way the fuck yeah. old that's possible too and it's possible that they were some crazy sophisticated society that that was blah 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 displaced displaced and even still, it you know was the Rykot, uh structure. So like it does, it fucking sank into the ground. No matter how sophisticated yeah. they were, unless they float away, they're just gonna sink into that fucking lava pit. But imagine finding that and just building it. Like 
they did they probably oh, yeah. didn't dig the moat. They just found this Rykot structure. Exactly. They, they it's said a natural Poseidon, formation. Poseidon created, yeah. and then they're like, fuck it, let's just build on it and make a civilization. And they did. Exactly. Just natural formation that was like, holy shit. They this like has got the best place. This has got lakes in the middle. I've got yeah, I've got a, a high point in the middle, surrounded by a moat, surrounded by land, surrounded by a moat, surrounded by land, surrounded by water. Like what? This is the you, perfect place. You describe and they were building in water forever. That's the perfect place. I mean, dude, every they've been living on Apparently the shore. Apparently not, because it got fucking torn apart. Well, because they didn't it's know not, that it was it's not a, a hot spot for magma and earthquakes being just, on the coast. Yeah, just but, don't don't picture it as anything to do with on water. I mean, these this is on land. Yeah. This is land. Yeah. You know? It's island. Yeah. Island. I think it's pl- is land. I mean, that's what island is. It is land. It's, it is land. It's possible. Uh, that it survived. I just can't imagine it being anything other than just a civilization, a normal fucking town. Just the same way I can't imagine the gods being anything but normal dudes like Taylor described earlier. So the gods so can exist. you imagine wait, wait, wait. someone having five sets of twins? Yeah. I... That's super implausible. Like, it, it's not impossible, but it's super implausible. I don't, yeah, I don't think Greek gods were real. Yeah, I think Taylor is probably nail on the head about it being just a great person in that attribute, and then that that was just a folklore. Like, well, yeah, it was like they walked and found this thing, and they were like, "Oh, praise Poseidon! He did this with his water and the way that he formed this structure. He did this for us. He provided. Therefore, we yeah. will continue his work." It was just an idea. It was religion. Well, like Greek gods were a. It was a faith, a faith. that they believed in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's disagreeing. I would. I would argue though that they are exactly what Taylor has described as just like. I think it's either Athena, it's not Athena, it's like Ares or whatever, who's like the god of war and like the god of fertility. Like there's, those are like the people that like represented that back then and they like yeah. worshipped them as a faith, but they were never, they were never actually a god. It was always just like the best person, the Hercules of yeah. the athletes and the... That's, yeah, that's one way to think about it. It could have been that, but what if they were actual people that were in some way different? That's that's a possibility as well. That they were basically used as a reference and a story was created around them to give people something to believe in. I mean, each one of the gods was kind of, in my memory, looked and had attributes very similar to a human. Every god does. Right, yeah. I mean, it's like, well, it could also like be every just god, the force. You know, think of anything water-related. It's just like, ah, that is the Poseidon, the force of Poseidon. And then you give it just the personification give it this fake name, you know, and you just give it that that myth of being a person, just the personification of anything water-related. Anything yeah. heat and the desire to fight and war, okay, that's Ares. We'll just personify it as that, you know? It's a great story, and each of the 12 gods were directly connected to things that the people needed. So it was like the god of water, the god of yeah. war. The god of earth, the gift yeah. fertility. Like god all of those gods represented god a piece of life. Mm-hmm. And it was basically something for these people to believe in and not question their own existence. I don't know anyone disagree with that. I think we all agree with that. We all that's, I'm not saying you're described just saying that's just what talking. it was. Yeah. And it totally was. There's no there's n- But it's possible that they were actually aliens. It's possible. Oh, it's it's a the whole concept of how it got there, whether the cosmic impact was from an asteroid or whatever there's still three circles which would be a weird thing to have an impact it is entirely possible that aliens did touch down and that should happen there are weirder structures out there though like ge- ge- and geography than circles 
Absolutely. It's, it's like, I think, possible I think absolutely. that it's real as shit. It's just a normal structure, but it was just chosen by someone who ended up being very sophisticated. Hmm. That's possible. But they entirely they sh- maybe should have seen it coming that it was gonna that it was like it's bubbling up it's bubbling up up it's about to fart oh, <laughs> oh that's maybe they jumped <laughs> off but I don't know it was it described in the uh, the uh, the dialogue the criteria as uh, a lot of people died instantly I believe Pretty it brutal. I mean shit you know pretty brutal. Like, uh, what's the uh, the place that that got uh, hit with the uh, Pompeii? The, the lava, exactly. The Pompeii, kind of like Pompeii, just boom, fast. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, you can't plan for it. They didn't have like people with seismographs and shit like studying the ground when an earthquake was going to happen. Or yeah, I also think that they probably would have felt it before. Like, there's always many earthquakes that run a big earthquake. Like that's a very yeah. common occurrence. Just think about how long even, ago this was, though. Yeah, even if they jumped yeah. on a boat, though, and was like, I feel it coming, I'm going to get on a boat, yeah, on the, on the moat now, it should be safe. No, not like 10 Hell minutes no. prior, it's, like Just days. like the Titanic, shit be pulling them under, man. Because, you know, it was said, even for the time after that, the area was unnavigatable, unnavigatable, unnavigable, <laughs> navigable. I actually, the, the word I came across was like, navigable. It wasn't even navigatable. It's navigable. I don't know weird. which one's right. Dude, naval words and, and their phrases are super weird. Yeah. I like that. Because it's like oh, the mud was just churning and what they call eddies, you know, uh-huh. little uh, little tide pools yep. and shit, little tides, little whirlpools. Uh, <laughs> it was just everywhere. Eddies. So unnavigable for hmm. some time. This is so, super enlightening because my Atlantis. perception of Atlantis has so always been this city underwater. And now yeah. I'm just like, well, fuck. It wasn't that at all. I know. Yeah, I'm actually that that part about that part of it. I'm like, dude, weak, dude, yeah. weak. I just want to think about Palm Trees. I don't know. It's one of the best like Shark Week type things to think about. It's just <sighs> underwater in this trench that's un. The ultimate un- well, treasure. then again, if if I were to imagine underwater, I'd have to imagine the people were able to live underwater or have like a that bubble. Right, well, that was my initial thought. I'm just like, wait, is this underwater? Because it's going to be very hard for me to believe that this exists because people living underwater would be absolutely insane. Damn near impossible. Yeah. They'd have to be actual, like, gods or have... Like, I believe in some weird shit, but I believe in plausible shit. Kevin Costner type people. Like Waterworld with gills? (laughs) Yeah. I believe that could happen, that there could be in the evolutionary... Development of human beings that we there are a civilization of humans that have gills, but that's a whole other episode I that we can know, talk man. about. Hey, their little uh, little oil platform island was a circle, kind of like this. Yeah, hmm. yeah. it's far fetched, but I just like it's my whole world was flipped upside down when we started talking about this because I was like, oh, Atlantis, this is going to be a hard one for me to believe because I don't believe that people could live underwater. I think that's pretty pretty yeah. that's a stretch. See people. Yeah, <laughs> you get a little but now to see people. That's you Atlantans. flip the script, and I'm like, I totally buy into the fact that this is a plausible thing that happened. But flip I'm also, I'm a big believer in like perception and how stories change over time, and people believe in what they want to believe in, and you know that fiction is sometimes stronger than fact. And I, you know, I believe in that, and so this is easy for me to believe because I'm just like, well, you know, this island. Thing could have existed 
it just was spun into something else by people because that's what people do. We spin things to sound the way that we want them to. Right. And, you know, it's a fun thing to talk about. I'll still probably think, I'm, I'm just going to make myself think about it in a tropical way. You know, because I'm going to imagine that, oh, okay, this existed in a tropical time. It was tropical. Right. So it would have been still a tropical-ass place. And at the time, there probably would have been Greek-looking pillars. So it's, fuck it. I'm still going to picture the same shit. I love the idea of that this that the Sahara. Like I prefer the this idea more than I do that this is a civilization underwater. Like I I love thinking about the idea that in the Sahara Desert there was a place that was thriving of green and waterfalls and tropics and you know salt water and fresh water and it was this naval town that had these moats and like I am more interested in talking about that than I would be talking about this lost civilization underwater. Yeah, I mean, think about how how much uh, more jungle that is on the Freaking planet. Freaking sweet. I don't know, probably twice. I don't know, twice as much? Like, literally, the whole United States fits inside the Sahara Desert. That's insane to me. Yeah. That'd be a lot of cool jungle. I've never been to a jungle before. I want to go so bad. I've been in a tropical oh, rainforest dude. before, but that's it. We should go to a jungle and harvest coffee beans. <laughs> okay make our own coffee out of it i like it all right well yeah. shit taylor uh yeah boy you wow i feel enlightened and ready for the rest of my sunday recot structure send us there and yeah let's go have a sunday guys yeah it's sunday today <laughs> by the way sunday sunday it's sunday funday bonsai bonsai Bunzai. So if you guys have a hypothetical you want us to talk about or a thought you'd like to share about today's episode, great news. You can shoot us an email at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash hybrothetical thinking. We're on Twitter now. Uh, that's twitter.com slash thehybros. Uh, we're on XOTV. You can check us out on XOTV. We're going to start doing some shit there real soon. We're also at thehybros there. And we're also on the Instagrams at uh, Hypothetical Thinking. So we're all over the place. Uh, make sure if you guys like the podcast, whether you're listening to it on Stitcher, on iTunes, no matter where you're listening to it, if you want to give us a rating, that would be great. Yeah, stick to the fives, the five stars there. Stick to yeah. those. Five is the magic number. That's what we prefer. <laughs> five is the magic number. So if you want to do all those things, that would be great. Um, other than that, we want to shout out, uh, Tyler Smith messaged us on uh, Facebook. Tyler. Uh, and he answered Taylor's challenge. Taylor, you want to talk about that for a second? Talk about Tyler Smith. Hi, Tyler Smith. Uh, really appreciate your response. Uh, out of all the responses that we got, I would say that yours was definitely the most intriguing. Uh, I'm going to say though. I don't have it in front of me. Nick, do you have it in front of me? You want to read it aloud? I do have it in front of me. Will you read it aloud and act as if you are Tyler? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I will. Uh, Taylor, do you want to... Oh, Taylor, Tyler. Oh, I'm getting fucked up. Uh, uh, Taylor, <laughs> see? Do you want to... Do you want to talk... Reiterate what your question was initially. So the question is, is... We came to this realization last episode. We were talking... We were like, dude... I don't know if anything could actually exist if it wasn't constantly changing, if it wasn't actively changing at that moment. 
if it wasn't changing into something else or moving from point A to point B, changing in position, changing rotation, in position in relation to something else in space and or time. If something cannot... I don't know if anything can exist without changing. Well, and that's where Tyler came in, and Tyler said, uh, the diamonds don't degrade, but they do have to be created. The noble or inert gases don't react with another ele- with they don't react with other elements. So, bearing nuclear fusion, uh, they would remain unchanged, and electrons, I believe, would remain unchanged even when the interact. Uh, there's some typos here. Uh, remain unchanged even when they interact with other substances. But really, I don't believe there's anything that could exist forever without changing. Throw anything into a black hole, and it's changed in some way. And when a giant black hole eventually swallows everything in existence, then everything will have changed, right? Uh, he's not wrong. Well, Taylor's oh, arguing yeah. that anything at any time. Not like at the end of it all, we're all going to be dead. Yeah, the actual, we're all going to be consumed by a black hole. That's that's inevitable. But I think what Taylor's arguing that is that anything at any time ever has been non-changing. And... Yeah, there's think, never uh, a moment that it has ever existed. Yeah. And I would argue that, yeah, that diamond is That's not degrading, but it's moving throughout the universe. But I changing. would say nay yeah. on the diamond. Yeah, okay, so yeah, it is moving throughout the universe, so boom, check that off the list. But even if we're going to excuse that, it is degrading. It is degrading currently right now. It has a half-life. It's a diamond. It's going to degrade into its natural elements. And from what I understand, uh, there's a certain number of elements on the periodic table, I forget the number, how many of them, are considered to be stable, and that those will not break down any further into any further elements. But the ones above that number are unstable. They have a half-life that's quantifiable that we know of, and the half-life is how long it takes to radiate away into something else, nothing, smaller parts. So the elements on the periodic table that are below this number that are considered stable in my understanding, they're considered stable because we can't measure the half-life, but it's still assumed that they will eventually break down into something else or they'll be gone. I don't know. I don't know how that works because once you break down into the smallest part, how do you break down further than that? I guess it's assumed that there are smaller parts. But, but that's- even so, the electrons that he's talking about, it's they're still moving exactly. constantly. Yeah. They're like, constantly moving. Everything in the universe is moving, and therefore, by default, nothing is staying constant. Yeah, and if we're talking about that double-slit theory again, it comes in fucking every time. If we take that into consideration, that like that electron is constantly moving because it's being perceived in all those places. It's just, we're perceiving it, and it decides to be there. Per- perceiving it, and it decides to be there. Perceiving it, decides to be there. You know what I mean? Mm, I totally agree. I want to do a, a quick shout out as well to my dad who sent us an email know. that was pretty funny. And uh, shout out shirt. to one of our listeners, Brianna, who listened to every one of our episodes Ugh. in like a week and a half. Jeez, I'm so wow. sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Those are hours you'll never get back. Never get back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you feel more enlightened. I don't know. Yeah. That's the point. I don't know. That's I, the whole I, point. I think Tyler did a good job and we should send him a shirt anyways. Good freaking job. Thanks to our new listeners. He sends us a shirt size. Brianna, thanks for getting involved. Uh, we fucking love it. Yeah. I think Tyler sends us a shirt size. Yeah, Tyler, listening. hit us up. Uh, send, us, send us your shirt size, and we'll get a shirt right out to you. 
Spent like half of those. Just don't even know we have shirts. Yeah, we, we have a very <laughs> small amount of shirts left. left yeah. Uh, but we'll make it happen. Hopefully we'll, you're one uh, of the sizes we'll that we have. Huh? Hopefully he's one of the sizes that we have. I'm telling you, I just recently uh, got some of my shirts out to uh, some of my local listeners here, and I've been seeing them all over the place. Shit. Past two days, I've seen three of them. Get three out of, of them on bodies, dude. I'm telling you. People are sending me texts. They're like, yeah, I got the high brush shirt on. I'm like, what? There's a lot of power happening. in it. You got, you, like, no, if you wear the shirt. shirt. I won the lottery. It's a powerful yeah. shirt. Yeah, let us know. If you guys have a shirt, let us know if any crazy shit's happened to you while wearing the shirt. Yeah. Crazy We're curious. Shit. Let us know if you've seen an owl in the yeah. shirt. <laughs> in the shirt. It's an owl in my fucking shirt. That could be interesting. <laughs> Also, big shout out to Taylor. He surprised the three of us. He got these little owl patches, and he yep. surprised the three of us with them. So we yep. all bing, bang, are boom. united. Uh, little hybro gift. A little hybro gift from a hybro. That, that made the goodbye so much harder. A hybro gift, yeah. We got to figure out where to put those. We got to put them on something cool. Hybro yeah. patches. We got hybro patches, y'all. We should get some denim jackets. I can't Dude, I just got a, a brand new black denim jacket. You, you guys both saw got it. black it's denim jacket. Black denim jacket. Now rocking. Giants just got to get a black denim jacket. I can't wear denim. I look stupid. I need some rocking patches for mine. So, Johnny put on a denim jacket one time when we were out, and it looked great, and he just keeps no, saying he looks that's, stupid. I look so oh, dumb. Man. No, you look great. I look stupid. I look dumb. Stupid. I don't like it. All right, we're going to put a picture of Johnny in nope, a denim jacket nope, online, nope, nope, nope. and you let us know. <laughs> nah. I'm not ever letting it happen. There's peer no pressure. Nope. Never. Peer pressure. It's going to be peer pressure. All right, well, you guys enjoy your week. Uh, we'll be back uninterrupted. You know, fuck the holidays. We're going to keep doing yeah, this. Yeah, I always say that. We're going to go through all the way until – we're not going to stop. Can't uh, stop. We're not going to stop because even when we want to stop because we're busy, we're all still together anyway. So we don't have a choice but podcasts. We're all still together. Uh, there might be a short period of time next year that we might have some pre-recorded stuff, but uh, the pre-recorded stuff is still going to be solid. We're going to do a couple new things. Got some surprises for you. Um, and we're going to kind of cross genres. So we'll see what happens. Ooh, From right. semi-informative to half semi-informative? To le- even less informative. In this is just not even From semi-informative to less informative. <laughs> we're taking <laughs> your brain cells and destroying them. Yeah. One by yeah. one, your brain cells it's all It's all happening. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for still listening. Thanks for sticking by us. It's crazy that we're on episode 30-something. Four. Four. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. And we're still doing it. We're still going to keep going strong. And we have so many more topics for you. And we're excited to get back to... We've had a couple hypothetical episodes. Um, but we're excited to get back into the, the regular format. And uh, Taylor, Taylor, thank you. Hey, thank you guys uh, for your exceptional uh, listening capabilities. And uh, this, this has been an excellent experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Well, uh, I've been I've been uh, uh, I've been Nick. I've been I've been Taylor. I've been Johnny. And uh, this is uh, you've been listening to Hypothetical Thinking. Hi,